This is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Good afternoon and welcome to Vancouver Consumer. I'm Sterling Fox and in just a few moments, Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Perio will join us to talk about your smile and how to keep looking your best. And yes, we will open up our phone lines too. In our second hour today, John Carlson will have a fresh look at Metro Vancouver real estate. But first, on this beautiful first Saturday afternoon of November, here are some of the top consumer stories we're following this week. Big changes announced this week at Molson Coors. The beer maker is restructuring and will reduce its workforce by about 500 worldwide as part of its new plans, which also include closing its Denver offices and moving headquarters to Chicago. They're even changing the name to Molson Coors Beverage Company, which shows a new emphasis on new brews, including CBD-infused non-alcoholic drinks. Molson says it expects revenue increases of at least $120 bucks due to these changes. This revitalization plan plan is all supposed to happen fairly quickly, too, as by the end of the year keeps coming up in their press releases. The Canadian Food Inspection Agency is advising kale lovers to check their fridges. This week on Wednesday, Sobeys issued a kale recall of its compliments brand Sweet Kale Blend from the marketplace due to possible listeria contamination. The list, by the way, also includes products like uh, the vegetable platter with ranch dip, broccolini, Colliette's chopped cauliflower, Power Green Blend, and green beans all have best before dates of October 31st. The recall includes stores in most Canadian provinces, including right here in BC. If you have any of these products, throw them out or return them to the store where you bought them. The agency, by the way, the Canadian Food Inspection Agency, will continue conducting a food safety investigation, which may lead to the recall of other products. However, there have been no reported illnesses associated with the consumption of these products. The Jeep Wrangler retains its value better than any other vehicle, according to a new study. While some luxury sedans and e-cars prove to be, well, money pits. According to online car marketplace iccars.com, the average five-year depreciation on cars sold in 2014 is 49.6%. Right, you heard me right. For a five-year-old car, it's now worth about half of what you paid for it. But the best of the best did much better than that. The four-door Jeep Wrangler Unlimited topped the list with depreciation of just 30%, and two-door Wranglers lost 31.5% of their value. This despite the fact that they were replaced by an all-new model in 2018. The Jeeps were followed by three trucks from Toyota, the Tacoma, Tundra, and Forerunner. The Honda Ridgeline and Nissan Frontier pickups also made the top in 7th and 9th, with the Porsche 911, Nissan GTR, and Subaru Impreza WRX sports cars taking the 6th, 8th, and 10th spots. Now, at the bottom of this list of depreciating cars, Jeep's corporate cousin, the Maserati Quattroporte luxury sports car, lost 
over 72% of its value over the same five-year span. That was just slightly worse than the BMW 7 Series, the electric Nissan Leaf, the BMW i3 plug-in hybrid electric, and BMW 5 Series, the Acura RLX, Ford Fusion Energy plug-in hybrid, BMW 6 Series, Jaguar XJL, and Chevrolet Volt rounded out the bottom 10 on the overall list. Not exactly what e-car advocates were hoping to hear. Oh, and this from the Vancouver Port Authority this week. Apparently, we've had quite the spectacular year for cruise ship passengers. Near record numbers for 2018. The Port Authority didn't reveal the exact number of passengers it expects to have been on cruise ships during the season, which, by the way, ended yesterday. Instead, it said this year, is 2019 I was talking about, of course, this year is expected to have 22% more passengers than last year, and that would put the number of passengers on cruise ships coming to our town this year at just over 1 million. The cruise sector is a key economic driver for our region. Each cruise ship that visits Vancouver stimulates about $3 million in direct activity to our local economy. They should be finished counting the money by the time the new season rolls around. The 2020 cruise ship season is set to sail April 2nd next year. Those are some of the week's top consumer stories. Lots more later in the show. But coming right up, another visit from the world-class dentist from BC Perio, Dr. Bobby Birdie in studio to talk about the very latest in dentistry and take your calls. Coming up next on Vancouver Consumer, right here on CKNW. And welcome back to the program on a gorgeous Sunday afternoon. I'm Sterling Fox. Always a pleasure to welcome this guest to our program, Dr. Bobby Birdie with BC Perio back in the studio. Dr. Birdie, Bobby, good to see you again. Good, good to see you too. Great to be back. Well, it's, it's, you've had quite the summer. We haven't seen you for a few months and you've been all over the world. And most recently in Miami, you are, tell us first of all, you are a much sought after speaker and educator. You travel the world giving seminars to fellow dentists and dental students and so on. On. It's because of your dual specialty. Remind us of that, please. Um, well, this you know it's been around for a while, but I'm I'm a dual specialist. I'm a periodontist and a prosthodontist, which basically means you go to dental school and then you go into residency like a medical doctor would. Um, and I was lucky enough to have the opportunity to do two of them. And at that point now, it allows me to you know, look at things in just a little bit different, different viewpoint and kind of put things together a bit better than uh, if I just had one or, or none, probably. All right. And you do spend a lot of your time. We refer to you on this program quite regularly as the world-class dentist <laughs> from BC Perio, and not just because you have world-class facilities and, and devices with which to treat local patients, but because you also, you and your colleagues, travel the world educating fellow dentists about the latest in the biz. Now, you just returned from a big conference in Miami and where you spoke. What did you speak about? Uh, so just in Miami, Miami was the American College of Prosthodontists, which is a, the largest prosthetic or prosthodontic meeting, which is like smile makeovers and, and prosthetic work. Uh, and uh, it was in Miami speaking on digital dentistry, um, a lot of things on lasers and digital smile design and uh, artificial intelligence that's coming to, to dentistry soon. And then also just on, on, on implant surgery and, and just kind of tying it all together uh, as, as clinicians are trying and do more and more as we get further along in our careers. What is it that you know that most people don't, that they come to see and hear you speak and want to learn about? I think the biggest thing um, lately that I've been speaking on is, you know, 
everyone wants to be this, this word digital dentistry or digital in, in dental, dentist schools or dentistry worldwide has become such a buzzword. Sure everyone has, wants yeah. to be whether I'm digital with my x-rays, I'm digital with my scanner, my digital impressioning system, my digital laser, whatever have you. And it's, you know, it's kind of like having, I always tell people it's like getting a car. You know, if you go out and get like a, a Mercedes Benz, it's beautiful. It's an AMG and it's got all the bells and whistles on it, every option. And most people use about 20% of those options exactly. in the car. Yeah. Well, you know, what I'm trying to do is disparage some of that uh, in our industry where someone will go and get uh, a CT scan machine or, or, or a digital, you know, impressioning system and they only use it for the, you know, the small little things that they can use it for. But there's so many different applications that they don't know of. And, ah. and I think enlightening them on what's the ability that, that they can do with the technology that they have and how that's going to benefit them and also in the end benefit all of our patients and the public is, you know, just how can you utilize the technology? Because now the technology is out there. We're seeing more and more of it being implemented worldwide, no matter what country I'm in. And it now for them to be able to really learn and really understand the the way that they can, you know, find the power in it. I think that's what I'd speak on the most now. Interesting stuff. And uh, next after Miami, you're back in Vancouver for a, a few weeks of respite and treating patients. And then you're off to Toronto, New York and Malaysia. And you, it's nonstop birdie travel. All of your travel agent must be a, a, a wealthy person. Well, it's uh, it's a lot of traveling. It's you know it's enjoyable though. I, I'm excited to to be able to spread the word and and uh, there's nothing more besides you know seeing patients and 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 changing smiles that um, I like more in my professional career than than teaching other people and, and enlightening them and learning else, making sure that they can go home and and start doing better on their own as well. It's a lot of fun and, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of fun because they they feel. You see the confidence in someone. It's like being any kind of educator or, or, or teacher in the world. It's just fun to, to help people learn and change. And uh, we should also point out that our guest, Dr. Birdie, is uh, a cover boy as well uh, as many other things. You are on the new issue of BC Business Magazine, the November 2019 issue. There you are on the front page. And you were also featured as the cover guy of the dental magazine Compendium just last month of October. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, a, it was a busy couple of months. Absolutely. It was lots of fun. And, uh, and the, the acknowledgement... Uh, and the cover photos and the stories that go with it. Again, referring to what, Bobby? Your your travel and your your expertise as an instructor. Well, the the one for Compendium was based on an article that I did in collaboration with the the partners I have in in our global teaching organization called the Digital Dentistry Institute or DDI. And so that was something where we talked about how people are looking at this teeth in one day procedure and right. how it's evolved over the last 30, 40 years. Um, so that was a, a really enlightening and fun thing to be part of. And, and, and great exposure, of course, always, and just fun to be able to help people learn and see where things have come from. Uh, and then on BC Business Magazine, that's just a showcase where um, be able to showcase how how BC Perio started, uh, where it came from, what are the, some of the foundations of the of the business, and also just how we kind of put put together a one stop shop. And here in Vancouver, we're able to do everything from you know diagnosis to digital to surgery to prosthetics to smile makeovers to teeth in one day, and mm-hmm. have our own digital fully you know digital in house lab with 3D printing and mailing as well. So just being able to putting it all to put it all together, I think was a, a lot of fun. And, and it was fun just being part of that and being asked to do it. Well, that's a great story to tell. How long has BC Perio been around? How long has the company been uh, if, uh, an operation here in Vancouver? In Vancouver, we've only been around for about seven or eight years. It's not, it hasn't been forever. You've really caught on then, and haven't the, you? And the beauty of it is because the, 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 the BC Perio came to be from amalgamation of pretty much four practices or four gentlemen that have been around for 30 to 40 years. So 
there's a lot of, you know, a lot of history in that in each of their aspects and then amalgamating everyone together to come under one blanket, I think in one umbrella, I think was quite you know important. And that allows us to kind of synergize and, and just provide the, the care of that's cutting edge, but also have a lot of historical value as well. Yeah, we were talking about laser uh, dentistry and so on just before we started uh, having a coffee b- uh, before the program began. And Dr. Birdie says, well, we've got seven of them at, at our shop. So come on by. You, you've got everything. You've got all the latest everything at uh, BC you know, Perry. We are lucky that way. Um, we do strive to try to be on top of that those things. And, and, and some of the technology we do attain, we, we do act as a testing center for a lot of these companies. Right, we sure. do conduct research in our, in our offices. And um, it allows us to showcase things, whether we're speaking somewhere or educating someone, um, but also for us to, to help just, you know, just forego or, 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 or make dentistry just go further and progress over time. Um, so that's fun. And then also some of these uh, bells and whistles we, we got together because all these gentlemen brought their own bells and whistles with them, and we kind of put them under one umbrella, so we have a lot. So fun. you've got everything un- uh, literally under one umbrella, under one roof. You can do absolutely everything required to, uh, to help someone get their smile back right in-house. You farm out nothing. There's no subcontractors involved. It's all in-house. Pretty much the only thing we don't do, I don't do, we don't do orthodontics. We, we have orthodontic specials for that. We don't do root canals. We don't do that either. But um, in terms of uh, being able to put together someone's smile with yeah. any, anything to do with a dental implant, anything to do prosthetically, cosmetically, uh, and tying it all together, yes. And of course, even making the products, 3D printing and milling them, uh, and then having our own teaching space in BC Pro Space right next door to the practice. Uh, we are our one-stop shop. It's, and it's a lot of fun to be that way because, um, you know, we can have a lot of control over all aspects of care for a patient. Uh, there's a flat fee, which is great mm-hmm. because there's no, you know, we're not worrying about if this happens and if that happens. And it allows us also to provide care for patients and for people in the public when, you know, sometimes it's uh, it's tough and it's tough for everybody. It's not, Vancouver is a very expensive city to live no in. No kidding. And it's tough for everyone. And so if we can do what we can to, to try to minimize those little tiny expenses along the way and just say, this is what it's going to cost. We're going to get you there. We'll take care of you along the way. We really try to do that. Well, really and, do. And, and no surprises either. Everything's up front. You, yep. you have that initial first appointment. You, have, you, the, you or one of your colleagues will have a look at what the problem is and how it might be solved and offer possibilities because there's always more than one option, isn't Absolutely. It? And a lot Absolutely. of people come to you expecting, well, that's it. I'm either going to get this or it's all over. And then they sit down and go, well, I had no idea I could do this, this, or this. Yeah, and the beauty of it, too, sometimes is just knowledge is power. Like, if they they can come in and they can, if someone, so just yesterday, someone came in, this lady, she neglected her teeth for a little while. Uh, We'd seen her a few years ago. She'd gone away, came back, and she thought all of her teeth were going to fall out. And after going through just routine cleanings, going through some antibiotic therapy, simple, classic periodontal therapy in a periodontal office, we save every tooth. We don't need a single implant. Don't need anything. All of her teeth are saved, and she's blown away. You know, made made her weekend. And so it's not always about you know. Let's take a tooth. I'll put an implant in. Let's be aggressive or be you know reconstructive. It's just let's do what's the best for each person. That's right. Now let's see what we can do with what you have mm-hmm. before anything else is considered. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Bobby, I wanted to ask you. Ben and I take SkyTrain home from uh, the work, and we will do today again. And we noticed in the SkyTrain station an ad on the wall. There, in most SkyTrain stations, you've seen these commercials on TV too. It has a young person, uh, and you're supposed to send. It's about teeth straightening, mm-hmm. and you send away to this place, this website. 
and they and you, I, I guess they get an impression of your teeth somehow, and they send you back something like that you insert, and then over a course of several months, you using these inserts, these uh, like you would wear playing hockey kind of inserts. Uh, apparently, your teeth are supposed to straighten. What's the story behind that? So there's a. It's been on, in the media throughout North America for the last few years tremendously, and it's this. Um, the centers basically where you, you get an impression digitally and sometimes you get it from your dentist, sometimes you get it from a center. Um, and then the way that Invisalign or those clear aligner types of um, aligners have worked you know, previously is basically they take those digital impressions, they look at your, your x-rays, and then they look through these series of clear trays that will be put in your mouth mm-hmm. that will move your teeth slowly over time right. and, and get, you, get them lined up. Um, the problem with it is that, uh, yes, the diagnosis is done by a clinician that uh, I don't know a lot about it. I'll probably say it's most likely a specialist of some sort. But the when it when it comes to the care, though, you're not, you're only you're not under the care of someone in like in live in person right. every single visit. Uh, from my to my knowledge, I think it's either by a by a video or just. You know, you send in your your photos or whatever have you. So, it's not um, you're not under the direct care of a clinician, which for me I think is the scariest part of it all. And well, that, reason- that's it struck Ben and we were talking oh, yeah. about this, and, and there are no humans involved. Well, here. and and it's one of those things where like people. Uh, and people in general, and it's not anything else. We just feel that their teeth are—I wouldn't say expendable, but it's one of those things. Well, I'll just straighten up my teeth. You know, it's right. not a big deal. Right. But you know, if you move your teeth the wrong way, or if, if if all of a sudden your body starts reacting to something, you start losing bone around your teeth, or you start, you know, you know, all of a sudden, suddenly the roots of your teeth start withering while they're being moved. Well, that's gonna could be a problem, right? Not that, I'm not saying that it happens all the time. I'm just saying it's nice to be under the care of a clinician and under the care of someone that actually is gonna be able to monitor your therapy throughout it all because that's really what you're paying for. So do people go for that option because it's less expensive? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. The, the, the biggest reason why is some people just want don't don't want to have to go to an office. Well, but, some people are terrified of dentists. You're, you're the dentist. You know this. I, yeah, <laughs> it's every a fact day. you have to live with every day, every day. But it's one of those things where um, the costing. I think sometimes the cost difference. Um, advertised sometimes can be like twenty percent less or what. I don't know exactly what it is, but right. It, so it, it is a it's a cost it, consideration. It's definitely a cost consideration. The problem is that the you know orthodontics is a specialty, like the specialists that do it, and and it's one of those things where there's a reason why. You know, sometimes when you look at someone's case and, and, and you think, oh, this is going to be easy, and then when you finally get down to it, it's really far from it, and so. You know, I, I think there's a there's an absolute reason to go and see a, an orthodontist or go to see a real life person that you will have a great rapport with, understand where you're coming from, and then go from there. Exactly. And, and that's that's it's just like anything else. I don't think you'd want to get I don't know. You wouldn't want to get a, a snap on smile in the in the in the in the mail. You wouldn't want to all of a sudden get anything else medical that you do it yourself medicine, right? So mm-hmm. it's one of those things where it, it's. Uh, there is a reason why you see a human person that helps you out. Yeah, I, thought, I appreciate you're taking the time yeah. on that one because we saw it in, in the Skytrain. I said, that's, that's odd. Let's ask Dr. Birdie when he comes in to do the show next time and he'll straighten us all out. Welcome back to the program. Sterling Fox with you on the afternoon sunshine, joined by Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Perio, talking dentistry and all the latest in the business. You know, did a little homework, Bobby, in advance of your appearance with us today, as I always do. And you can't Google dentistry developments uh, 2019 without having digital dentistry just jump right off the page at you time and time and time and time again. And right next to that 
is laser dentistry. I know you have seven of them in your in your shop because you told me that before. What do you do with all those lasers? You know, um, laser dentistry has been around for a very long time. Like it's not something new. It's been around for a very long time. The, the beauty of the new lasers and, and what we're seeing more and more with the use of the technology is that we're just better at using it in lots of applications. So lasers now are, are a low level laser sometimes can be used for bleaching your teeth. We can use lasers to help with periodontal disease. We have a laser for that. We have a laser that will help us be, use um, it instead of, let's say, using like a scalpel or something else to cut anything. We can actually use a laser to help, you know, do a filling or you, you use a laser to help, um, you know, remove tissue or, or whatever else we got to do surgically as well. So it allows us to be very minimally invasive. Mm-hmm. Um, allows us to be uh, go about things that's going to be less traumatic overall. Uh, the healing seems to be better depending on and less uh, less painful depending on the way it's done and where it's done. The only problem with a laser is that it's it's quite slow. So when it comes when you look at the speed of how you're going to be using it and how how fast is the laser going to work, it is going to be slower. So the procedure itself is going to be more patient doing it. So we're selectively good at using it uh, using a laser for selective procedures. But that being said, like right now using a laser for um, you know dentistry on a tooth, sometimes you can do that without anesthetic. Right. Okay. Uh, and it allows you to be less invasive. Uh, we can use a laser now for periodontal disease treatment in select cases uh, instead of having to do surgery or having to do those big scraping of the gums that are, and, and the roots and all that stuff as well. Is laser, uh, is it more expensive and is it therefore a little intimidating for some would-be patients who are concerned about the extra cost that may be involved or just the newness of it all? Well, I, absolutely. I think something that's new is always kind of, you know, seems kind of weird, especially when you hear the word laser. It still hasn't, the word laser still feels like it's a weapon of some sort. That's right, right? It, does, yeah. it feels like something that you learned back in like G.I. Joe back in the day. Now it's, it's uh, it, you know, it's something that we use for everything, whether it's laser hair removal or whether it's laser That's eye true, su- yeah. laser eye surgery um, when it comes to dentistry it's just another tool it's just another tool we use a lot utilize and there's lots of different ones out there different materials different wavelengths and the ability to use them for what we need to use them for it's just another tool. Now, will it cost more? I think the only thing that may cost more when it comes to a laser is if you're having something that's going to be utilized as an overall therapy for someone's entire mouth or someone's entire, like one arch of their mouth. Um, I think that might cost a little bit more upfront, but overall would not cost more, I don't think, overall. Okay. By the way, friends, lines are wide open. If you have a dental question, I've got a bunch of them. If you would like to throw yours into the mix, the lines are open for you. 604-280-9898. Join us if you'd like. Uh, digital dentistry. What's the difference? for example, between digital dentistry and laser dentistry, it strikes me as a kind of the same thing, or am I really off base? Well, it's not just off base, is that laser dentistry would be thought of as something that is much more, it's like a tool. It's like uh, if, you know, having a new uh, type of tool in your toolbox that you're going to utilize that you can, you know, it's faster. Um, having something that's going to be, um, or having a tool that's going to be able to be less invasive or, or whatever. So laser dentistry is going to be something that's used as a, is more of a modality in terms of having a tool using it instead of a drill, using it instead of um, some kind of a surgical instrument. Right. Right? That's what laser dentistry is truly about. Now, is, it, is there some digital aspects to it? Yes. Um, the, the modality or the, the, the lasers themselves come with a lot of digital time and technology to help us along the way. But when you hear the word digital dentistry, that normally has to do with you know utilizing digital technology to plan cases right. better and to communicate. I think that's the biggest thing digital dentistry does today is that 
you know, someone comes into our office, they can see in a three-dimensional image what's going to happen. They can see digitally, oh my gosh, this is how it's going to look in my mouth. Not right. someone else's before and after photo. It's your mouth right now. How is it going to look? What's it going to feel like? And and I think that's the power of digital dentistry is the communication. Yes, we can provide the therapy and, and go through the whole workflow and be much more accurate and efficient in what we're doing. But it's the planning and the communication that's the best thing. And the options. Absolutely. If you, if you go into a dentist and you've, had, uh, you've ignored your teeth for a while and you figure you've got some real problems, you're likely going to have to end up getting dentures. So you've convinced yourself of that. So you're going to go to BC Perio and let these guys fit you with dentures. And you're going to sit down in a chair and they're going to say, well, A, it may not necessarily be the only option. And here's what this would look like in your mouth. This is what dentures would look like yep. in your mouth. This is what uh, uh, all the of all all on four would yeah. look like a, a, a set of crowns, yeah. uh, implants, and you can go, you can go through the whole process and allow the individual who hasn't had anything touched in his or her mouth to take a look at what the possibilities are and how they would look. And that's, that's the, amazing. Yeah, and that's the beauty of digital dentistry. It's the beauty of digital smile design. Is the ability for someone to see what something might look like in their mouth before they start or before anyone picks up anything sure. and before they even commit. And that's the beauty of it is that the communication of digital dentistry today, I think is something that's the most overlooked. Um, when we do a digital impression, imagine a, a, an impression of your mouth that's color that you can touch on a screen and spin around and see what your teeth look like yeah. and, and uh, photographs or videos even. And sometimes those videos are just with your own phone. Like it's not, you don't always, always need the most fanciest tool. The, the megapixels on your phone normally are more than an SLR camera. Interesting stuff. You've talked a couple of times just anecdotally mentioning periodontal disease in your in discussing uh, discussing lasers and other applications of digital dentistry. What is periodontal disease? Is that gingivitis or is that a whole other thing? Well, so gingivitis would be like its close cousin. Gingivitis would be like if you've got um, you know some red gums, maybe they bleed a little bit, and and uh, we're not the best at keeping our teeth as clean as we'd like, maybe. And then you'll get some inflammation or kind of maybe some swelling of the gum and and just some of the the area. But when we think of gingivitis, it's, it's all reversible. If we if we kind of all of a sudden pull our socks up and start cleaning better and maybe go to see the hygienist and we get going, that's a reversible procedure, reversible problem pretty quickly. Okay. Periodontal disease basically by definition means that you've lost some bone around a tooth. Ah. And so periodontal so disease... So is that something happens over time? It happens right? over time. For some people, it can happen very quickly and then stop. For some people, it can happen slowly over time. There's lots of different modes of the disease. Um, and that's why there's periodontists. They're there to help treat that disease and things related to that, whether it's surgery, whether it's grafting, whether it's implants, whatever else it is. And so periodontal disease, treating it, um, you know, classically involved, you know, cleaning out all the stuff around the teeth, letting things heal, possibly doing some surgery if you needed to. But now and in, in with, with lasers, there's another modality, another tool we have to treat that could be really quite nice. And also uh, just the, the ability for it to get done and be less invasive, I think, is is very appealing. So uh, periodontal disease is much more serious than gum disease or gingivitis. Absolutely. Okay, so if you, uh, and I wanted to ask you very quickly, we're going to take some calls here too. I wanted to ask you about referrals. BC Perio is such a sophisticated practice, and you have all the very latest of everything. So, does a person need a referral from their personal family dentist in order to see one of you at BC Perio, or can you just call up out of the blue and make an appointment? You can. You can absolutely call up our office, just like you would call up any office in all of the all of BC for any dental office to 
to, to make an appointment. That being said, if you have a dentist already, we're going to do our very best to work with that dental office and, uh, and, and kind of partner together to work together as much as humanly possible. But like I said before, any, any patient or any person in the public could call up any dental office in British Columbia and make an appointment. Okay, so referral is not necessary to no. ma- to contact the people at BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers. Let's go to the phone lines, and uh, we'll check in with Rosemary in Vancouver. Hello, Rosemary. Hi. Go ahead to Dr. Birdie, please. Hi, Rosemary. How's it going? Um, it's going okay, thanks. I have a question. I had um, gum surgery done in one of, on one of my molars about 20-odd years ago, and then the pain came back. My dentist saw a gray area, so he sent me back to the same endodontist. He said the treatment that he had done had somehow failed, so he cut my gum open, went back in again, cleaned it up, and, and sewed it closed. But now, f- four months later, I started having pain, so I went to my dentist. He said, get root canal. I went to the endodontist. He saw nothing wrong. I went to my family doctor, and she says, it looks like I've got trigeminal neuralgia. And oh. when I look, when I read about that online, it says oral surgery may be a cause, and I'm now stuck with chronic pain for the rest of my life and i'm wondering if maybe laser treatment can fix this a great question that's a great question you know it's uh the relationship between um having endodontic therapy which is just a root canal or um, dental therapy and trigeminal neuralgia is really really low um the ability of, of one to occur versus the other that being said um i think that what in this particular case if you've had an endodontist look at it say that it looks fine you've had a dentist look at it and say that it's still fine but you're still in pain is the pain is it is it like hot and cold cold sensitive or is it just kind of a transient just normal kind of pain it's cold sensitive uh, well not when i eat no there's no real pain when i eat but the, the pain comes and goes so i had the, the gum surgery at the end of february i had nothing until the beginning of july and then it, the, my face started hurting on the side where he had worked and i thought oh maybe it's just a filling or something and i went to my dentist had my teeth cleaned he did x-rays, he saw nothing. I went back to the endodontist, he did x-rays, saw nothing. I went to my family doctor, told her the pain that I was suffering, that mm-hmm. I didn't have any pain at night. She then said, I think it might be trigeminal neuralgia, so she has now ordered a, a CT scan for me. I'm going next month, November the 20th, to UBC. Perfect. I think it's a great idea for you to continue on to get the information to find out. I will say that, you know, if you've had a couple of practitioners look at a tooth and, and, and it's been worked on and you have a history of what's happened to the tooth, I would recommend that you make sure you just, you know, it's not going to hurt to get a second opinion to see if, if when you're in UBC, if one of the endodontic residents or one of the endodontists that are there can look at it. The reason being is because sometimes, you know, with a CT scan, you can really see if there was something that's, you know, maybe a hairline crack in a tooth or, uh-huh. or whatever have you. I know that we see that tremendously whenever we take a CT scan on a patient, sometimes, you know, practitioners have looked at it and it's the technology that really allows us to see something that maybe we can't see just with a normal x-ray. All right, Rosemary, thanks very much uh, for your call this afternoon and uh, some good advice there from Dr. Bobby Birdie. And if after you have had your uh, UBC visits and are still not completely satisfied with the direction things appear to be moving in, then by all means, go see the pros at BC Perio. They have offices at, in Vancouver at 777 West Broadway, and they also have a Coquitlam office at 1175 Johnson Street. So a couple of options for you, though, Rosemary. Uh, we were talking earlier about laser dentistry Uh, and uh, the multiple applications it has, not the least of which is whitening. Is that the most popular way people have their teeth whitened nowadays? Because it seems that you could just go in and, gosh, 30 minutes later, you're just, you're beaming. 
Uh, it's true. The the uh, the Zoom bleaching or other different brand names out there is really taken off. The in office bleaching it used to be like now it involves basically painting some things on like a gel over your teeth, and then sitting in front of in our office like a UV um, a UV light that does it. It's not actually a laser, but there are laser applications out there as well. There's lots of ways to do it. Um, in the end, it's a matter of the in office will provide you with uh, a result that most likely will be more impactful right away, um, and you'll get that result. The other way to do it, of course, is just to take trays home and use the gels at home in, in your own house and, right. and wear them, let's say, overnight or for a few hours. And then you can kind of titrate or, or really look at it and see, decide how much, how, how, how what you want it to be. I will say that the ones that are in office for dental offices, when it's a, a you know laser or UV in office or whether it's trays that are custom made, the gels and everything else that's used are going to be stronger. They are going to last longer. Um, people always ask me about like Crest white strips and other white strips right, that are sure. out there that it, are over the very counter. popular product. Yeah. Yeah. over the counter and they're great they don't they don't, don't do a bad job they just won't last as long and so it's one of those things where you'll be doing it more often um, and you may not get them as wet as you want all the time and everyone's mouth is different some people's teeth will bleach in five seconds and they look you know like they've got chiclets in them and some people they've you can bleach them 40 times and you get a little bit of a change everyone's a little bit different um, and then of course with bleaching you always got to be careful for some people especially in the lower front teeth um, the teeth will get sensitive interesting and, and you got to make sure Dr. Birdie, we've only got a couple of minutes left, quite literally, and I need you to address one issue. A lot of people are reluctant to go to dentists, not just because they're afraid of them and the terrible noise the drill makes, which makes me crazy, but because they've let things go a little bit. And now it's, it's kind of getting to crisis points. And the last thing they want to deal with, aside from the expense of fixing everything, is a lecture. Sure. They, they, they don't need to be scolded. They're grownups. They know what they've done, or perhaps better, more accurately, not done. But at the same time, a lot of people are intimidated by confronting, by being confronted with someone who's going to who give them a lecture and a talking to. That's not what you do, is it? You know, it's, uh, I don't really lecture a lot of people. I, the reason being is because it's, uh, it's not my job to. My, my job is to to, 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 and our job at BC Pair is just to take care of you. When you come in, whatever, you know, I don't know everyone's life. I don't know the circumstances of everyone. Everyone lives the best they can for what they have and all that. So when they come in, it's our job to take care of you, our job to help you in whichever which way we can. Uh, listen to your problems. Listen to what you want. I think right. that's the biggest thing is that people come in and all of a sudden, you know, the dentist will or the practitioner will say, well, we got to do this and we got to do that. We gotta do this. And it's a matter of, well, what do you actually want and what is important to you and whatever that is. We're here to help you for that. BC Perio Dental Health and Implant Centers in Vancouver on West Broadway, in Coquitlam on Johnson Street, and online at bcperio.ca. Make sure it's .ca, too. Otherwise, you're going to be somewhere in Texas, and it's no fun. bcperio, P-E-R-I-O, .ca. Dr. Birdie, great to see you again. Too. We're back after this. And once again, our thanks to Dr. Bobby Birdie from BC Perio for another helpful visit. Next hour, John Carlson will join us with a Metro Vancouver real estate update. Time now for Dooley Noted. And this time around, our producer, Ben Dooley, has an update on the Massey Tunnel Project. Thanks, Sterling. Plans to replace the aging and congested George Massey Tunnel took another step forward on Friday. Metro Vancouver's Board of Directors has voted to endorse an eight-lane immersed tube tunnel as its replacement, following the recommendation by a task force last month. Here's Board Chair Sav Dollywall. We are really, really hoping that the province will take this recommendation and start moving with the business case next year. Board members voted for the project subject to nine conditions to the provincial government. 
Those include addressing First Nations and environmental concerns, addressing Vancouver, Richmond, and Delta's traffic and land use concerns, and a timeline of completion by 2026 or 2027. The eight-lane immersed tube tunnel option was selected over similarly priced six- and eight-lane bridge options and the more expensive six- and eight-lane deep board tunnel options, as well as options that looked at retaining the current tunnel for transit use. I'm Ben Dooley, and that's Dooley Noted. Thank you, Ben. Time for a couple more consumer quickies before the news. And Ben, Andrew, and I are all dog people, so this one applies to us. And if you're a pet person, to you as well. New research on pet ownership from the University of Toronto goes a long way towards proving something we've suspected all along. Dog owners live longer. And canine companion, companionship rather, may be especially good for people with heart disease and those living alone. Having a pet, no matter what type, is also known to relieve stress, anxiety, depression, loneliness, and social isolation. But studies looking at whether having a dog extends survival have had mixed results. So the U of T team says, we studied more than 3 million people. And the results are very significant. People who own dogs have lower blood pressure, healthier cholesterol levels, and a milder stress response than those with canine-free homes. Increased physical activity plays a key role in the cardiovascular benefits of dog ownership as the dogs love and need their exercise. And guess who provides that, humans? Here's the team's bottom line. Quote, we've known this forever that pets make our lives better. But to know that the sum of it translates to better cardiovascular health is very exciting for those of us who like dogs and work in cardiology. Close quote. They do go on to include this warning. Before adopting a dog, it's essential to make sure you have the resources to care for it properly. One has to make space in one's life to be able to accommodate them, say. The researchers, if you're close to making that decision, by the way, you should know that next Saturday, November 9th, is half-price adoption day. All pets at all BC SPCA shelters. Keep that in mind for next Saturday. Delta Assist's Young Mums Group is in need of baby supplies immediately. Any donations for this program can be dropped off in either North Delta on 120th Street or in Ladner on Bridge Street. Items particularly needed include baby formula, wipes and diapers, and they request donated items be marked Young Mums Group. Financial donations can be made online as well. Go to deltacyst.com. That is our first hour of Vancouver Consumer this afternoon, produced by Ben Dooley and Andrew Ferreira handling the controls. I'm Sterling Fox. John Carlson is on deck, and he'll be up in just a very few minutes with a fresh look at Metro Vancouver real estate on this beautiful Saturday afternoon. The news is next on CKNW. The proceeding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of CKNW. Canada may be known for its landscapes and friendly people, but beneath the surface lies a darker side of crime, history, and the paranormal. Since 2017, the award-winning Dark Poutine podcast has explored the shadowy corners of the Great White North and beyond, delivering chilling tales from a uniquely Canadian perspective. 
hosted by Mike Brown and Matthew Stockton with over 300 episodes and fresh releases every Monday, Dark Poutine is your weekly ticket to the creepier side of Canada. Listen to Dark Poutine on Apple, Spotify, Amazon Music, or wherever you get your podcasts.